This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now back to 95.7 The Game. All right, we're going to go to the phones here in just a sec. Uh, more Correa stuff. Howard Beck's going to join us in 45 minutes, too. Um, James Wiseman, I'd love to get excited about your 30 points, except for it was clear about seven minutes into that game last night that it became a summer league game. Uh, that's what that was, and I've seen you put up 30 points in the summer league or the G League before, and so I'm just – I like, I don't want to be the Grinch, but it just – it didn't resonate for me like, ooh, bright spot in a bad week. Not really. Like, nobody in that game cared about that game. Plus, even in his 30 points, if you're a plus-minus person, he was in the minus. And the main reason for that is he, just like the all, all of the other current Warriors who are on the floor not named Draymond, you cannot defend a park bench. So... As long as that's the case, whether whoever's hurt and whoever's in the game, if you can't defend a park bench, you guys are going to stink. And that, I mean, was it 91 points in the first yes. half? They were down 40. GTFOH. What the, what, what, so bad. Come on. It's so bad. What is the, that? What, what, was the, what was the phrase that Steve Kerr used when Jonathan Kaminga started turning a corner? Ooh, what was the phrase? Impacting winning. Okay. Just figuring yep. out how to impact Impacting winning. winning. When James Wiseman impacts winning this much, if you're not watching on YouTube, which you, you should go. be, I'm holding my fingers very close together. Like, yeah, like not even like an a, inch. Like a little like bit. A, not even a half inch. Like a little a sliver. bit. Sliver. I'll be excited. Yeah. But right now, he just doesn't. And that's my biggest issue with James. Like, is he clearly like, hey, basketball skills? Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But the, t- take it with Brock Purdy. Is Brock Purdy super talented? No. But the way Impacting he maneuvers winning. and figures out how Big to move time. in the pocket and the instincts are there, it's just not, I don't see it with James Wise. 957thegameshop.com. The brand new shirts are DPOY, with the Y being Nick Bosa in his shrug pose. Um, and big shout-out to Harry in South City who bought two of those yesterday. Get your holiday gear, 957thegameshop.com. Not Nick Bosa, a player wearing 97. Oh, sorry. A player who wears 97 and is doing something that Nick Bosa often does. Yeah. That guy. It's not Nick Bosa, It's not Nick. No. Well, it's not. It's actually just a picture. It's a silhouette. It's a silhouette of a person mm-hmm. who might be good at sacking the quarterback. Right. And roughing the passer. Mm-hmm. Just ask any ref. All right, we'll go to the phones in just a second, but first we have to deliver breaking news. The San Francisco Giants have just completed a trade, and they have acquired no one. Oh, good. Five minutes ago, and I knew, remember Gregory Santos, the reliever who throws a billion miles an hour but also got popped with, uh, I think it was it some PED stuff. I, I don't remember what exactly went down last year. Um, but Gregory Santos was designated for assignment a few days ago. The Chicago White Sox have acquired reliever Gregory Santos from the San Francisco Giants. That's literally the tweet. Came from Robert Murray. Um, the t- we've reached the point of trades are going down, and, and the tweets don't even address what the Giants are receiving in return. 
the Chicago White Sox are acquiring Gregory Santos from the Giants in exchange for ah a tweet to be named later. There's nothing. If they acquired Gregory Santos for cash, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, they probably did. They probably did. Uh, free agent Will Myers also. One-year contract with the Cincinnati Reds, uh, which includes a mutual option for 2024. Um, I know some people were uh, were interested in Will Myers because he mashes at Oracle Park, and uh, he will do so again this year in a red uniform. Oh, good for him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 888-957-9570. How about Nick and Berkeley here on Willard and Dibs? But Kyle in for Dibs. Hey, Nick, what are you doing? Oh, man, I'm perplexed, bewildered, disgusted, and disturbed behind this Giants' treatment of its fans. And I'm just like, here's the owner yesterday. Well, Farhan, I talked to my boy over at Golden Gate Fields, and uh, he tells me this ankle could be a thing, so we're going to take off a couple years and $60 million. What do you think about that? Farhan's like, no, we can't do it, boy. It's like, no way, dude, we're out. You know what I mean? I mean, dude, are you out of your mind? Like, you leave his, you leave his I mean, how Bush League can you get? I'm like, Farhan, where are you going, dude? The River Cats, uh, the Fairfield Indians, Nevada Knicks, Oakland Oaks, San Francisco Seals, they might have some players for you. I mean, come on, bro. This Nick. is professional sport, man. Like, you're not even trying to compete. This is ridiculous. You know what's crazy, Nick? You're actually giving them too much credit. Thank you, Nick. They didn't do what you just said. They didn't call Scott and go, we're worried about something on the medicals. Can we readjust the numbers of the contract? They didn't do that. They didn't say anything. They just said, we're concerned about something in the medical report. And then Scott said, okay, I give you a few hours to work this out. How's 1 o'clock? Because, oh, by the way, we're over in the hotel with his entire family. His entire family sitting here waiting to go over to Oracle Park and get introduced. So 1 o'clock, okay? And the Giants are like, okay, 1 o'clock. And then 1 o'clock comes and nobody's called. So Scott calls back and goes, hey, Giants, it's 1 o'clock. What do you think? They're like, yeah, we're still not ready. And that's it. And then he became a Met. There was never any. There was. How about, you know, how about eleven years and three hundred? Like we'll get none. None of that. Mm-hmm. None of that. There was just we're concerned. Silence. And I almost like it wouldn't have been great had they been like we'll do twelve and two fifty, and taking all that money off, and then he goes to the Mets for more money. That also would have been bad. But the fact that they said nothing. And then have said nothing since. That's why this there's so much consternation here, because it looks as though they went, "Hey, you know what? We don't want to sign this guy, and so we're just going to not say anything to his agent, and he'll go away." Well, I mean, one thing they're doing real good at right now is being silent. So they they did it to Scott. Together we're silent. Together we figured it out. There it is. Thank you, thank you, the San Francisco Crickets. Uh, oh, look. This next caller is interesting. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to uh, Dan. Let's go to Dan Dibley in Dan the back. Deardorf. Dibley, oh. what, dude? What are you doing? Uh, I'm getting ready to go into Safeway to buy celery salt and ancho chili spice, as well as Italian parsley. And so I thought about calling Spadoni because everything Italian goes through Spadoni. But as I've been listening to you and Kyle, and by the way, Kyle, you're crushing it. Very proud Thanks, of you, James. but Mark, I'm concerned, partner. How you doing? Well, I'm doing just fine, brother. I'm doing just fine. Eh. Uh, no, I'm doing. I, <laughs> hey, you know what? I, you know what the word You're fine. fine. Yeah. I'm fine, Dan. <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, I because. The word fine is a cuss word around my house unless you're talking about somebody who you find really, really attractive, right? It depends on how you say it. Like, oh, she's fine. Then that's an okay word. But outside of that, when people tell you they're fine, it means that they are about to explode. And, and Dan, I'm about to explode. Yeah, and I, I feel a little bit of FOMO because I've been waiting for this explosion for uh, <laughs> 14 months. We've had a show together. And I've been waiting for this moment where you would break, not only so I could, because <laughs> you know I'm a little bit mean spirited, but also I want to be there to to console you and you know and, and give you give you that shoulder upon which to cry because my God, Mark, your beloved orange and black uh, black hole sun, won't you come? Oh wow! Dark dark time. Wow wow! You yeah, I mean you, I was almost going to say too soon on that one, even though Chris Cornell, it's been. Uh, 
shoot, what has it been, like five years now? It's been a while. Uh, since, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, no, I mean, when I say I'm about to explode, I mean, Dibs, I'll take care of your FOMO. It's not going to look like you want it to look. Right. Like, it's not going to be Jerry Maguire. Like, I'm not going to, like, take the fish tank out of the common area and leave here and throw stuff off the wall and quit and yell. I'm not, like, it's not like that. I mean, I, I, I'll I'll be a Giants fan again next year. I don't know how much money I'm going to spend over at Oracle Park, but that's my team, and that'll never change. But if you're if what you're saying is you're waiting for the first time that I legitimately look at this particular front office, and I really go, I abs- like I can't understand this. I can't explain it, and I cannot get down with this. We have absolutely reached that point. You always have the pivot toward like, okay, but maybe this. Like, this is the light at the end of the tunnel, so I'm going to look toward that. There's no light this time. It's unrecoverable. That's the word I've been using for two days, Dibs. Well, and I don't, I guess until we really find out what happened, what exactly was the the reason, you know, forget the, the medical and the HIPAA laws and all that. I get that, but I, I'm just imagining the way this plays out where, Scott Boris says, guys, tonight it's time to either sign or get off the pot. And the Giants say, oh, okay, yeah. And then they don't call him for 12 hours, during which time Scott Boris picks up the phone and he calls Steve Cohen, who's having dinner in Hawaii. Cohen looks at his phone. He's probably holding court, having some mahi-mahi, loving life. He's probably got a Hawaiian shirt on and puka shells. He picks up the phone and Scott says, yeah, I think this Korea thing might not be working out. And Stevie Cohen says, here's my offer. What do you think? And Boris says, done. And Cohen, ha, 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 more champagne. And that's kind of the way that all went. I think except for the more champagne part, like don't you think Cohen got back to the table and whoever he was dining with, he's like, I think you should pick up the bill. I just spent $315 million. <laughs> Well, I think he goes the other way, knowing Steve Cohen, and he's like, drinks on the house, on me, for the next month. No joke. By the way, why are you going to Safeway and uh, and acting like you're going to cook something? Like, what's going on over there? What, what are you about to do? Oh, I didn't say I was going to cook anything. Uh, we've got rock shrimp cakes that are going to be made for uh, Christmas Eve at the in-laws. It's a lovely, uh, you know, my girl's supper. She can flat-out cook. And by the way, shout-out to lovely Christy. And you for coming by and, and dropping off those foodstuffs. And, you know, I wanted to break the news, but the Carlos Correa thing kind of trumped it. But uh, I've got a baby who's now sleeping through the night. So hey, life, come on. This is big time. Changed. So I now I get it. Gregory Santos has been traded to the White Sox in exchange for a sleeping baby. And, and you, <laughs> you I, like, that's a deal that you'll do. You'll do that deal every time. Dude, Myla is up for comeback baby of the year. Uh, I know she's going up against Jared Goff and uh, other strong candidates, but, uh, man, she's making a bid. Um, brother, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. What do we got? We got night number five tonight. Is that right? Yeah, big. We're going to the second side. We're going to side That's two right. of second, the Nora. Second half. And, uh, Here we go. Dude, second half, yeah. And, uh, you know, shout out the Niners and Brock Purdy and, by the way, would you take my three and five offer for the Warriors over the eight game stretch now? Uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm going to say that that is a faulty premise because when we went into that conversation, <laughs> Steph Curry had two shoulders at that time. It's a great point. Yes, but uh, if I can borrow from a Christmas story, Fragile. I think that's Italian. <laughs> Not calling Steph You're Curry Fragile. Yeah. Nor, nor did I. I'm just trying to channel Christmas movies. All right. All right. Well, listen. Um, oh, by the way, real quick, will you ask supper? Am I totally – my mom broke news to me last week. Oh, this that is got what I was me ask so, about. so shook. Okay? I posted something on Instagram, but my kids lighten the menorah. And uh, I grew up in a house, like, my whole life, they've been lighting candles from left to right. And she looks at the video and she goes, by the way, you're supposed to light the candles from right to left. We taught you wrong your entire childhood. So are you doing it in your house left to right or right to left? Yeah. No, we're going left to right. You're going left, going to, left right. to right. 
Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Oh boy. Apparently, we're all doing it wrong, but but I'm okay with it. Like I I was I I I received her message and I go, too bad. It's too late. Like the toothpaste is out of the tube. We're going left to right oh, yeah. for the rest of our lives. Oh, brother, she's calling on the other line, and you know i got to go. Okay, go. All right, see you later. Yeah, we kept him too Back long. to Slate. Uh, yeah, back to Safeway. There goes uh, Dan Dibley, uh, live somewhere in the East Bay. Do you think right to left called to negotiate and left to right just Stop didn't it. answer? Do you not understand I'm not ready for your jokes, people? I'm not ready for your Korea jokes. Okay, I won't make it then. Gimme till Christmas. Let's have some cheer. All right, I don't do eggnog, but right, let Santa come down the chimney. Let's do all that. Let that filter into my bones, and then you can start making your Carlos Correa canceled press conference jokes. So, okay, so I'm putting my Christmas Day schedule together. Mm -hmm. So the text that goes out to the show, I'll probably just do the show group thread and hit everybody at once. Keep my phone off on Christmas. What time should I send my Merry Christmas that has the Carlos Correa joke <laughs> interwoven into it? Um, December 26th. That's what time. December 26th. Okay. Let me have dinner. Let me get to my parents' house with my children. Midnight, December 26th. Sleep. You're getting up. Night, night. You know what time I go to bed because I was one of the people that woke up to the Korea news. I actually got in an argument. Wrong. I got a show email from you at 1230 the other morning. Right, but not that one. I was, in fact, I went to bed that night early because I was so damn tired about how late I'd been staying up the two nights before. And I got into an argument with my son, and I think he was right. I got into an argument with my son over what time the Mets Korea news broke. Do you know? What time was it? Because I go, bro, it was three in the morning. He goes, no, it wasn't. I was still awake when it went down. He goes, I knew, Dad. I went to bed. I knew. Which it, And by the way, it's weird as a parent when your kids start going to bed later than you. Super weird. But anyway, he tells me this went down at like 11.45. And I went to bed at like 11.15. So I was like, night, night, we're not going to know for a while. In fact, the last thing I did, I texted with a really good buddy who goes, we're not going to know for a day or two, are we? I go, I guess not. I've been knocking on every door I can think of for information right now. And people who are on the Uber inside don't know. Or they're not talking. Right. And so we went to bed. But apparently, at least this started percolating before midnight. Is that right? Or do you not? Do, were you I asleep? I was asleep as you were well. Asleep. Yeah. You wake up at like four, though. Yes, I woke yeah. up to texts. Um, the uh, the John Heyman tweet was at eleven forty p.m. There it is. My son is right. My son is right. He's like, Good yeah, I, him. I knew, Dad. Shut up. I was like, go to bed, <laughs> dummy. What are you just? What are you doing? But if it was Jude, that was like, yeah, I was up. <laughs> Well, I'd, have, I'd have all kinds of questions. I'd be like, now you're holding the press conference because I got questions. Uh, Zach in Oakland on Willard and Dibs. Hey, Zach, what are you doing? Uh, I am, uh, you know, on a, on a little commute right now, but uh, thank you guys for taking my call. It's a great show today. I, I had two things for you guys. One, young Jewish guy living in the Bay Area, I want to tell you it's never too late. It's definitely right to left on the candles. You can just flip it around or, or, or move the candles around, but uh, it, it's never too late to fix the mistake. Um, and then second, I just want to say, as a, a Dodgers fan who's been living in the Bay Area for almost a decade, I told my wife she didn't need to get me any Christmas gifts this year because the Giants already took care of it this week. Well, uh, let me ask you oh, this, no. though, Zach. Before you go, before you go, how are you feeling about the Dodgers offseason? We're, we're taking a break for a year, it seems okay. like. They're going to roll with the youth. Yeah. They're, they're saving money for Otani. We've had a great run. Uh, only only positive things can happen. We're, we're expecting a little bit of a down year, but they'll still be a 90-win team. they still got a great core. Uh, I, I, I have a lot of faith. I love that 90 wins is a down year for the, for the club. Here's, yeah. here, here's the thing, though, is Dodger fan can sit there, based on their ownership's track record, and confidently say they're waiting on Otani. They're going to make a real play for Otani. Totally. A Giants fan telling themselves that? Well, see, that's, that's a great point because I've seen a lot of people. The Giants have always been on the short list when you look at And I'm talking national baseball writers. So yes, forget. Right. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. This isn't some sort of pie in the sky. The national baseball writers are looking at, A, 
who is financially viable, B, where would Shohei want to play based on who he is. It's always been believed, and sometimes this is a thing and sometimes it's not. It certainly was with Trey Turner, for example, but they've always believed this is a West Coast player. He chose the Angels to begin with, which was odd, but probably because of the DH and and because it was West Coast. So I've heard for over a year that if you really wanted to handicap this, sure, go ahead and call the Dodgers the favorite, but the Giants would be the second favorite. Mm -hmm. And if you do want to add in a couple other teams, it's a very short list. Obviously, the Yankees and Mets are always involved in everything, especially the Mets now. But outside of that, that's the list. And I still see that as the list, but a Giants fan's going to look at the list and go, yeah, right. Yeah, right. It almost ticks you off right now. Yeah. If Ken Rosenthal's like, Shohei next year, Dodgers, Giants, Cubs, Mets, you're like, dude, go to heck. not today. Don't, don't, don't tell me that the Giants are going to go spend $500 million and get find a hangnail and back out of it on the last day. I, th- he did have Tommy John while in the majors. The da- that could be a problem. The damage is so deep. Yes. That's why we're still talking about this. The damage is so deep, no matter who's right. And you're not going to know who was right for three years. You so, might, you, you, you know what I mean, Giants? You might be right. Watch him come out. Oh, like here comes the story six months from now. Degenerative ankle injury. Carlos Correa out for the year. That could happen. They could be right. But even if they're right, you don't handle it like this. You waited for him to bring his in-laws to a hotel and put a suit on. And then you pull this and then never call again? Like, no matter even... that That's what I don't know if the Giants understand. Even if you're right, you're wrong. You might be right in there, a healthy number. I, uh, for every five tweets I get, one of them is like, Giants lucked out. Would have been a terrible deal. And I'll say the same thing every time. Most of these are. Most of them are. So you can do that all day long. 80% of the time, these massive deals don't work out. The Padres signed Fernando Tatis to a $300 million-plus contract just last year. He's barely played a game since. He's got degenerative injuries and a PED problem. So I get it. A lot of them are bad deals. However... If you don't sign them, you will never get any good players. And even if that's your stance, you don't handle people like this. Yes. So at a minimum, San Francisco Giants, at a minimum, you are lacking common sense and class. And that's one thing I never, ever in my fandom with the Giants have ever worried about. I've never worried about common sense and class. That's why the damage is so, so terrible today. Yep. This is, if he does, I don't don't want to speak. Let's say over the next couple years, something happens and it looks like the Giants were quote-unquote right. But they're sitting here going 81 and 81. Nobody's going to be like, oh, good. All right. Shout out. That's not an angle any realistic person's going to take. Fact of the matter is, is it doesn't feel like it's even going to matter because it doesn't feel like the key players are even going to be here anymore. Right. And and by the way, I want to say this out loud. I know that you know Fire Farhan is going to trend on on social media, and 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 plenty of people are going to say it. I you know Mark Ibanez is a friend, and he was on with the morning roast, and got to let him go, got to let him go, got to let him go. It is a, a, a professional philosophy of mine because of I just think it's a terrible sort of karma. I'm not judging anyone else. I don't use these microphones to call for other people's jobs. Sure. I don't like it. It makes me feel bad because no matter what it is anyone's doing for a living, I don't, I'm not there. I don't mm-hmm. know the whole story. I don't know your contract. I don't know whose fault it mm-hmm. was. Um, so I do not take it lightly when the conversation goes to this area. And I will never, quote-unquote, call for someone's job. 
But I can be real and tell you that right now, I just don't understand how this front office wiggles out of this. I'm not calling for any action. I'm just simply telling I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And that's to say, this isn't... It's wild, man. Again, we don't know, but what we do can glean from the information we have, this isn't on Farhan. So they can fire him, but that's not going to fix anything. They might do that down the road on principle because it's been X amount of years and they don't have a World Series, and yep. okay, that's just kind of what you do, you move on. But this is, I don't think this is a Farhan issue. And if anything, if I'm him and it went down the way it looks like it went down, where ownership went, actually, you know what? We're not going to spend that money. <laughs> then if I'm Farhan, I'm like, peace. Right. I quit. Right. I'll land on my feet with a big boy organization. Yeah, he definitely, he, and he would. Um, sponsored by Pfizer, it's Willard and Dibs. That's Kyle in for Dibs. More of your phone calls next at 888-957-9570. And Howard Beck, crossover pod, one of the best basketball voices out there. Uh, Wiseman and more after the New York embarrassment the last two nights for the Warriors. That's coming up in 15 minutes on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to 95.7 The Game. I stand corrected. We now know who the Giants will be receiving in return in the Gregory Santos deal. Ladies and gentlemen. Is it Andrew Vaughn? Right-handed pitcher, Cade McClure. Oh. But he does have both starting and relief experience in the minors and an ERA in AAA last year of <clears throat> five. Oh. Okay. Yeah. He's played for the Winston-Salem Dash and the Keene Swamp Bats. The great pitching program there in Keene. <laughs> I... I've reached the laughing point good. of the story, good. but it's not good laughter. I don't know if you can tell. This is your it's, Joker origin it's story. sarcastic pain laughter. Sure. Kurt Casale just signed with the Reds. So Kurt Casale, who was thought to be maybe a good target for the Giants to bring back in partnership with Joey Bart, give him a little spell here or there, give the clubhouse a little presence, right. a little calm. Kirk Casale has joined the Cincinnati Reds. The Cincinnati Reds, who famously spent like no money last offseason. Right. 
They didn't spend our, much money this offseason either. Uh, Will Myers. Will Myers, Kirk, Kirk Casale. Okay, so Susan Slusser, San Francisco Chronicle, joins MLB Network. And uh, let's hear from, uh, from, from Susan. Where do the Giants go from here? They do have some interest in Michael Conforto, I'm told. Now, he's a guy whose medicals are probably going to send some red flags. You know, he misses out last season after surgery. And he's also a Scott Boris client like Carlos Correa. They did add Mitch Hanniger, but they came into the offseason saying two outfielders would be really nice. They had the worst outfield defense in the game last year. I think they probably start looking at trades, too. You know, maybe not so much for pitching, but more for everyday position players because that defense was not good. And they they need a more regular lineup for too long. I think they've been a little too platoon heavy. And two years ago, that worked great. You know, when everybody was clicking, a platoon system is wonderful. Last year, it seemed to not work out well for a lot of different reasons, but everybody who was in the lineup seemed to be kind of on a on a down note whenever they got regular playing time. <laughs> everybody so in the lineup got worse the more they played. All right, so uh, there's and and by the way, do you hear this sort? Of, and this is again, this is why it's so embarrassing. Do you hear sort of the wry grin behind Susan's words? When she speaks about who they might go for next. Well, they might go for Michael Conforto. She laughed. Who, you know, might have an interesting physical. Because he didn't play all last year. You're going to fail one of the best players in baseball at a physical and turn around 24 hours later and give the fans Michael Conforto, who missed the whole year? Because... Something popped in spring training last year. Man. It's just wild. I and that's what I'm saying. I don't. You can be all right, Giants. You can be right, and it'll still be wrong. Because I just I don't know how. I don't know how you explain this. And clearly they don't either, which is why they're not talking. So y- you would spurn Carlos Correa because of a medical red flag in his physical. But bring in your two outfielders, Mitch Hanniger and Michael Conforto, who played a combined 57 games last year. That's what they're trying to do. And Mitch Hanniger, who missed all of 2020. Right. But Conforto will probably sign somewhere else. Because he probably will. He's actually a good player. I mean, decent decent player. He's a good player if he plays. Well, said so Ferris for Hanniger, I think he missed all of 2020 in part because of COVID concerns, so I don't know if he played that mm, all. That's, okay, that's, that's fair. That's fair. You're but right. But he was you're also right, recovering right. from an injury he suffered in 2019, so yeah. it, it goes hand-in-hand, hand, just throwing a little context. And how many no games doubt. did he play no last doubt. year? How many games did he play last year? Just last year. 57. 57. That's not all of them. Um, okay. 157 the year before that. Sam's right. COVID 2020. And the, and the, but then 63 in 2019. In 2019. And, and the year that he did the 157 in 2021, mm-hmm. 26 home runs? Is that right? 39. 39. 39. When, 26 and, was 2018. That was 2018. the year he was an all-star. Okay, so 39 home runs a couple years ago, but, but tons of injury concerns. Okay, we've heard so many people, and Howard Beck's going to join us in seven minutes. We've heard, heard so many people, self-included, refer to this as cold feet. This is someone with the San Francisco Giants using the medicals to basically bail out. And and so that question was put to Susan. What about cold feet? We might never know because the Giants have cited medical as a reason and they can't for medical privacy laws unless Correa were to say, go ahead and you can feel free to talk about my medicals, which, heck, maybe he will. They don't have to really answer any questions. They can say medical privacy. Just knowing what we know around his medicals and the fact that these other teams seem fine with them and the Giants' real need for a major everyday addition to their lineup, somebody who will get fans excited. You know, they came in the offseason saying, essentially, money is no issue. And, you know, they offered Aaron Judge $360 million. They offer Correa $350 million before it goes sideways. So it is unusual. They have not done any deals of this size before. So, again, purely speculation on my, my part. Purely speculation. Yep. But typically, when that does happen, that would be more more of an ownership thing. They're the ones in charge of the purse strings. Okay, and that's what I've been saying all along. And I this is I'm sorry. There's no way for anybody to absolve anyone of blame in this whole thing. But it just popped in my head this morning. I go all right because I try to do this. Like go into situations and let's try to be in someone else's shoes for a second. All right. So 
Let's try to be in Correa's shoes. Let's be in Scott Boris's shoes. All right, let's go to Farhan's shoes. If I'm Farhan and it's 8.15 in the morning on Tuesday, mm-hmm. I'm probably also getting dressed for a presser. I got a suit, too. The presser's at 11, mm-hmm. and it gets canceled. I don't have the power to cancel the press conference. I could express concerns, mm-hmm. but anything north of $300 million, the final say, the last name's going to be Johnson. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Farhan, I don't have the power to end this, and if someone else does have the power to end it, Greg Johnson, aren't I going to look at Greg and go, would you like to fire me now or fire me tomorrow? Right. Because if you do this, if we cancel the presser and then cancel the deal, and he's a Met by tonight, you understand that me, as the face of this franchise, I'm dead. You understand that, right, Greg? Mm-hmm. And so, you, so what you know, went? Just quit. So what went down? What went down? Because I promise, it's more complicated than than are they, than we can fathom. Are they actually just going to try to get to spring training with nothing? Well, no. They're going to try to go get Michael no, Conforto. No, I mean addressing this. Oh. Is our 33-word statement going to be what Lord. we get until spring training? Well, don't sign Conforto because here, here's their next problem. Whoever they sign next is going to have to have a press conference. What do you think the media is going to show up and ask? Not the questions that... That I mean, will happen on Zoom. But still. Player only. Player only. Cop out. Yes. Total cop out. You can't have a... Here's the Michael Conforto. Great. Hi, Mike. Hey, Farhan. What the hell went down with Carlos? Or or do they can't do, do it. they do that? So people are going to ask and they can go, that's not about, this is about Michael, please direct right, all questions. Right, right, right. At some point, Chiz they're going to get up there and say that these are going to be Conforto-related questions only. Chiz, your guy. That's my guy. Yeah, that's of course. My, yeah. It just, there's, at some point, it does, it's not going to be one of the Johnsons. It's probably going to be Farhan. Somebody has to say so, something. Not, not, not even say. I'm not even saying this from a standpoint of they owe this to us. It's not that. It's a like, hey, he's the general manager of a baseball team, and they talk to the media points during the year. Like at some point, there's going to be a press conference, and this is going to be the subject, whether it's now or February or March or September. I want the truth. So, and I think we can handle it. Oh, that's the next line, right? Yeah, that is the next line. Yeah, okay. Uh, can we handle the truth? I want the truth. We, okay, we can, can handle. That. We can handle the truth. Yeah, I don't know if they can handle the truth. I don't know if the Giants are going to be able to handle the truth. <laughs> that's a you want the I want the truth. I can't handle the truth. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Uh, Susan says the Giants are still looking for more pitchers. I think they're very much looking at relievers. I mean, everyone is, and there are plenty around. I mean, who wouldn't like to see some twins, identical twins in the bullpen? If they could get both <laughs> Taylors, that would be that would be great. But yeah, they've, they've said they'd even look at closers. So the Giants, when it comes to pitching, are so good at identifying guys who work well in their system and who they can really help get the best out of them. And I, I honestly, I kind of have gone into like this handful of off seasons when I've covered the Giants. Thinking, I'm not concerned about pitching because they always get out and go out and kind of get what they need. All right. Can we can we pause real quick? Yeah. What? Did Did you hear what she said right at the beginning there? I was listening. What are you referring? You want me to hit it again? Yeah. Just Susan Slosser. I think they're very much looking at relievers. I mean, everyone is, and there are plenty around. I mean, who wouldn't like to see some twins, identical twins in the bullpen? Some if twins? they could get both Taylors, like that would former be former twin that would Carlos be great. But yeah, yes. they've, they've said they'd even look at Just click it again. Yeah, I did. There you go. There, right. it stopped. Out of bed. Yeah, out of bed. Like, who, come on, choose your words. Who wouldn't like to see some twins join the Giants? Like, yep. You know what I want? That was the goal. Football and twins. Oh, my God. Remember that? Give me some twins. Oh my God! Tyler and I Taylor Rogers, yeah, that. I know, because you're not going to do that anymore. No, <laughs> can you imagine? All right, so here's my ad campaign. Here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> here's it's, what we're gonna do. It's a, that's an insane. Football, ad, that's football. wild that no, that happened. There'll be beer, and there will be RVs in the background, and there will be twins. Yeah. Oh. 
with the twins. Oh my god. <laughs> and twins. <laughs> that is wild. How many, how many years ago was that? It's 20. not that many. It's not that many. It's got to be 20. How many years ago was that? Jake, what year? Give me the year. What year? What year was that? Uh, give me a second. got to look it up. The, the YouTube video was uploaded in 2006. Quarterbacks eating dirt. Like, even that. Even it's that like, today. 2022 is like, um, excuse me, uh, me too, and concussion protocol. We're going to need you to shut your mouth. That is a wild ad campaign. Holy smokes. <laughs> What? Oh my gosh! And I was the like, world. I was like ten. Oh. They're like, the yeah, <laughs> twins. The world changes so fast. It changes oh, so fast. Man. All right, we're gonna circle back to this because there's more to hear from Susan Slusser and Brian Reynolds. Trade rumors are oh. starting to percolate. Oh, and Giants fans, you'll love those too. Do you know what else needs to change fast? What's that? The Warriors. The Warriors. Let's get our buddy Howard back in here. The crossover pod, Howard. Happy holidays. How you doing, brother? Doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Uh, we're doing Terrific. fine, except for, and again, I don't, we're, we're almost crossing sports with all of our guests. So we just have to give you sort of the background of what we've all been going through here. This city is livid on what has basically taken place with Carlos Correa. It, it, it sort of popped some memories for some people about DeAndre Jordan. Can you think of anything NBA-related that's ever happened that sort of looks like this? Um, the real problem here is that looks like this means I actually was paying attention to this. <laughs> All right, yeah, quick backgrounder. <laughs> Carlos Correa signs with the San Francisco Giants a week ago, 13 years, $350 million. Whole family comes out in the hotel, press conference set for 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. 8.15 in the morning, after weeks of due diligence, the Giants decide, you know what, there's something in his medical file uh, from before his career started, that's giving us pause. Agent Scott Boris says, okay, they cancel the press conference. He says, you have till 1 o'clock to let me know what's going on. At 1 o'clock, the Giants say, we're still not comfortable. And off Scott Boris goes to call the New York Mets, and four hours later, Correa's a Met. <laughs> the best NBA analog is off the top of my head. Um was just, I'm looking it up real quick. 2008, I think that's the right date. Uh, Baron Davis and Elton Brand were going to play together with the Clippers. This was when the Clippers, one of, one of their one of their fits and starts when they were trying to become respectable. Yeah, yeah. Respectable. And Baron Davis um, committed, and then Elton Brand went to the Sixers anyway. Mm. Oh. <laughs> so Warriors fans remember that. Of, yeah. That was yeah. kind of a debacle at the time. Totally. And there's been, right, like there's DeAndre Jordan, there's Carlos Boozer. Do you remember that one? Where, where, like, it, it, you know, it's reported one thing, and then people back out and switch. But I don't know if anything has ever, in any sport, been this dramatic. The Chris Paul trade that didn't go down to the Lakers. Well, there's, yeah, I, that's yeah. a good one. I mean, in terms of drama, that one would equal yeah. it, I, I guess, Howard. It's, yeah, but I, I think the key thing is, like, is like the player themselves changing their mind, like making right. a commitment. Everybody thinks, this is it, we've got it, we, we're, we're leaking the news, we're, met, we're planning press conferences and whatever, and then the player and their representation back at Like, that's the real thing. Like, the Chris Paul thing, like, that was just a really weird and once in a, you know, once ever right. uh, event and in a trade that was negated. But, um, yeah, no, it sounds like uh, this situation is, is more, more analogous to, like, yeah, DeAndre Jordan, the Elton Brand thing. There haven't been that many. I mean, it's very rare in the NBA for, for somebody to just, like, be that far down the road and suddenly back out. Yeah, this one was wild, man. His whole family is in uh, nice outfits in the hotel down the street, and then the next thing you know, uh, the whole thing's off for $350 million. So uh, really, really wild. Howard Beck, one of our favorites. Uh, hey, the Warriors looked great out in New York the last 48 hours. What, 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 do, you, what do you think of James Wiseman? Uh, last night was the James Wiseman game. It should hereafter be known as that. Um, nice, nice performance by him last night. Um, 
But, you know, it was a preseason game, essentially. Like, yep. it, before the ball was even thrown up, you know, at, at, uh, at, at tip-off last night, it just it felt like an exhibition game because, obviously, the Warriors just had nobody out there outside of, you know, Draymond and Jordan Poole. Um, and, you know, the thing was out of hand immediately. And, and so it's really hard to judge. I mean, I think any Weissman minutes in the NBA and any productive minutes, it's all positive. He needs the time. He needs the reps. He needs the development. And and, I, and I'm not being that facetious when I say it was like an exhibition game, but that's good in the sense that it, I think it just gave him room to just, you know, whatever. Take advantage of some situations, make some mistakes, um, get shots up, do it all against actual NBA competition, against, you know, one of the better teams in the league. Uh, and I'm going to keep saying what I've been saying. You know, I, I, I know there's a whole, and I think probably growing, swarm of Warriors fans who are basically like they're just over it, they're done with Wiseman, I will still say the guy has not played eighty two a full 82 games. He is still a virtual rookie. Stop judging him like a third-year player. And I get it. You want to see a guy pop by now based on the number of years he's been in the league, technically, um, and based on just, you know, after a certain point, you, you either you think a guy's either got it or they don't. And that's true for some players. And then there's some players who, who bloom later. But he's still super young and still super raw. And, uh, you know, my feeling is you can't give up on the player. That doesn't mean that the Warriors couldn't or shouldn't, right? right. Because their timeline is what it is. Right. And, and you know you know this, Willard, because you and I have talked about this multiple times over the last couple of years. I was in favor of them trading the pick when it was just a pick. I was in favor of them trading the other two picks when they were just picks. And this is not me slamming or, or, or criticizing what those players, uh, what those picks became, the players that are now there, I've just always thought you got to be all in because of the players you have, and that meant you should keep trading picks and youth for veterans. And clearly, you know, <laughs> the Warriors have been really wed to this idea of the dual timeline, and here we are. Steve Kerr said yesterday, he said, right now we're 15 and 18, three games under 500, and we've got to figure out how to reverse that. Can they reverse that with the roster they have, just kind of top to bottom? Like, I know Steph is playing like an MVP candidate, and, um, you know, it's Draymond and Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, but the, the rest of the, of the club, I'm not exactly sure they have the depth necessary to make a championship run. What are your thoughts on that? Um, in the short term, I remain an, a, a cautious optimist in that, you know, Wiggins will be back soon, and the guys who were out ill the last couple of games will be back. Steph probably in a few weeks is back, and you know they you know some things were starting to work before Steph went down. There were some signs of of hope, and and you know they were okay. Um, I think in the near term, while it's going to be bumpy, I think they will probably be fine. But fine is not enough. You know that this is a team that you know it's it's championship or bust as long as Steph is still there. And so that being the case, um, are the Warriors as constructed? A championship team. Uh, obviously, I have my doubts. Um, I, this, this is the one team I can ever remember seeing where I'll look at that that road record and go like, "Yeah, but it's still them. They're, they'll be fine." Like, I, it, 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 it's irrational and and probably if foolish, but I think they are probably mostly fine. I do think you have to get through a season though, and you've got to get through a season with a bench you can rely on. And I just don't know that there's enough depth there. I don't think there is enough depth there. And I don't know what you can get, so uh, I know that's where this will eventually go. I don't know the answer to the what can you get for Kuminga, Moody, or Wiseman. I, I don't know. Um, but I do think the Warriors have to find that out soon, and I do think that at some point they're going to have to swap somebody for a player who can give them night in, night out, you know, quality minutes off the bench. Uh, Sports Illustrated, the crossover pod, Howard Beck joining us on 95.7 The Game. Howard, what about this? And I know, you know, he's, he's looked a little bit better when he comes in as a starter with Steph Hurt. Um, but, but what is the league wide feeling on Jordan Poole getting that contract when he did? Did, did, did they potentially pay him too soon? I don't know about too soon. I mean, you could argue maybe too much. Um, but I, I think, you know, look, people across the league understand this. Like, you don't always get to sign the guy at the exact time you would like or for the number or for the terms you would like, right? Like, there are market pressures and there are other kinds of pressures, not even just like what the market may eventually drive this price to be in, in free agency later, but also the pressures of, you know, we want this young player who has blossomed, you know, with us 
and who's been a key part now of a title to to be happy and to feel wanted and to be rewarded for it. And so sometimes you're having to be more proactive and acting sooner than you'd like to just because it's the right thing to do or feels like the best way to, to you know, reward the player and keep them engaged. So, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't asked anybody there exactly what the, the psychology was of the deal at the time. And, of course, some people felt like you got an extra bonus after the Draymond Green incident. Um, very cynical view, but I get it. Um, so I, I just think that Jordan Poole is obviously a really talented but really young player who, especially with Steph out, is now going a little bit more into overdrive and forcing things a bit. You know, Kerr has, a, has has talked about that a couple times in the last week, and you know that, that it's tough. But that like that's young players in this league, especially young players with the ball in their hands a lot. That is the that is the forever battle is is how much to call your own number versus setting up your teammates and figuring out you know when when is the right thing for each. That is that is as old as as the game itself. Uh, Howard, uh, love having you on, man. Thank you so much, and uh, enjoy the rest of the holiday week, and, and we look forward to talking to you soon in 2023. You too, fellas. Happy holidays, and shout-out to my friend Joanne Larson, who I know is listening. Beautiful. Awesome. Hello, Joanne. Thank hey, you, Joanne. Howard. Appreciate it. Crossover Pod is always great. Sports Illustrated. Howard is just one of the best writers, one of the best people out there. And if you are a Warrior fan, Steve Kurt, Damon and Ratto, 5 p.m., Today, what's up next on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Susan Slusser on the idea of the Giants potentially getting in on Brian Reynolds' trade talk. Let's get into that. Coming up next, your phone calls welcome as well, 888-957-9570. It's Willard and Dibs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 